0: Hi, y'all. Welcome back to my podcast, Let's Talk Books. If you're new, hi, my name is Grace, and today I'll be discussing the Assassin's Blade, which is the prequel to the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Maas. And Sarah J. Maas is well known for her ACOTAR series called A Court of Thorns and Roses, which is like her biggest series that I can think of. And it's all over BookTube, all over social media, all that jazz Um, and I decided to read the Throne of Glass series first because I have heard that that is the more mediocre series and Akatar is, like, the better one. So I decided to read the mediocre series first and then go for the better series instead of vice versa. Um, but let's get into it. Um, so the Assassin's Blade is split into, like, five different novellas. And for those of you who may not know what a novella is, it's, like, a short story, essentially. And this is... Like split, like I said it into five smaller short, smaller stories. And I'm just gonna explain to you guys what happens like in general to this in the story instead of like explaining exactly what happens in every novella just because they're all connected. And to give you guys a little bit more context, this series follows a girl named Selena and she is a protege to this assassin named Arabin. And Arabin is like the king of this assassin's guild in this city. Um I'm spacing out the name of the city right now, so that's why I can't be like, oh yeah, this is what it is. Um, but she is like this well known, well respected assassin, and she is someone who wants to be the best. Like she thinks she's the best, but how do we know if she really is the best if she mainly has been in this one specific city for her life or for most of her life? So we'll see. That's a TBD, guys. I'll keep you guys posted on how we feel and if she ends up being the best assassin in this world um, or at least on this continent that she lives on. And to give you guys a little bit more of like world building thing of what this, like where this book is. So... From my understanding, there's, like, multiple continents, similar to, like, the real world where there's, like, multiple continents and stuff, but she lives on this one continent and it focuses mainly on this continent and, like, the cities in this continent, and she lives in this specific city, um, I believe, like, on the eastern part of this continent. I don't know the name of it, so that's why I'm, I keep saying continent, and she, um, lives- Oh my gosh, what is it here? I'm looking at the map currently, so please, uh, okay, let's see. It's called Aurelia. That is the name of the continent, I believe. And she lives, well, it be in the beginning, she lives in the region called Fenharo, I believe. And she ends up going to a variety of other places. But Selina, in the beginning, gets a contract, um, by Arabin, who is like her boss essentially, and says, "Okay, you have to go to the dead island, uh, particularly skulls Bay, where um you'll have to just talk to this pirate guy and give him these documents and Selena doesn't know what these documents are really about. she gets told a false story about what the documents are until and she doesn't realize that until she has the conversation with this pirate dude. And she gets on the ship that the pirate guy owns. And she talks to him and gets to know his crew better. And she's also with um this guy named Sam, who's also an assassin at the same guild. And they are kind of like... Their friendship is a little bit tense, I'd say. And they're definitely not the best of friends. But they've known each other for years. And so Selena is... Someone who is very, how do I put this? She very egotistical. Like she's someone where she's like, "How dare you do this? Like I'm the best assassin. Like all this stuff. Like she's someone who thinks she's the best, and I'm guessing is pretty good at her job because of like the contracts and what she's done. But it's just funny because she's like the 17 year old kid, who, like 16, 17 year old kid who is going on like a variety of missions that are honestly pretty dangerous, but that's not the point. It's, but I think like, it's still pretty cool. Like, honestly, I think it'd be pretty cool to be like a freaking assassin and be able to do what she does. But anyway, going back to the storyline. Um, so she gets onto this like ship with this pirate guy and she ends up talking to this guy and then learns. Like, they go to this place called Skull's Bay, where she learns that her boss, Aroben, who also is, like, a father figure to her, is interested in getting into the slave trade. And in this world, the slave trade is quite big. Um, And to give you guys a little more context on, like, how that came to be, and this is just from the information I got from this first book, it doesn't really go into depth, I think, hopefully throughout the series it gives me more information on like the background of how this world came to be but I think from my understanding so far there is a quite powerful king who started to rule about eight or nine years ago and he has terrorized multiple regions on this specific continent um that Selena lives and he hasn't Taking control over the entire continent but has taken over most of it and he has destroyed so much of it and he has like destroyed the magical aspects of forests and like regions that um have existed I'm assuming like for a thousand years before this king even existed um and he destroyed the like magic, and I mean like, like magic, like similar like Harry Potter magic type of thing, like not in the sense of like the word of like, um, when you say like oh it feels like there's magic in the air like I hopefully you guys are understanding what I'm trying to like say, but I mean like the f- like magical creatures and um like fae and that type of magic, okay. Uh, But anyway that's not the point. (laughs) So well it kind of is the point. Uh, So essentially like he destroys all this magic and for some reason magic just vanishes. Like it disappears. And I'm a little bit confused on like how it randomly disappears. Like I feel like there's more to those than what we get in this book. So I'll keep y'all posted if I learn more about like why the magic just freaking vanishes. Like excuse me. Like, if the magic is a freaking major part of this world, why would you destroy it? But, also, the king seems evil and just, ew. Like, but that's not the point. Okay, let's let's get back to the story. Uh, so, Sam and Selena learn that Airbun is interested in becoming, like, a part of the slave trade business, and I think mainly because it is a lot of money. And you can earn a lot of money through the slave trade business, and they are quite disappointed in Arabin for doing that because they, understandably so, like they think that, like he should not support something that hurts so many people and um was created because of a king who literally just has destroyed so many places in his path and has like destroyed homes and destroyed families and like destroyed regions almost and like he this guy just seems you and i'm talking about the king to clarify so essentially like we learn that urban is interested in like this the slave trade business and sh- selena like Potter contract slash mission in the first novella is for her to grab or like to take really like about 200 plus slaves from Souls bay and take it back to her like city i think it's like redfold or something like that like um like for the name of her city she takes it back to urban and like uh, I don't really know what would happen with them, but essentially, like, she had to ship them back, like, be on the same ship with them. And she's like, no, this is not cool. So she ends up creating a plan where she figures, figures out how to free them, like, from the ships. Um, I think there was, like, two ships. Uh, One ship was, like, the ship that she was supposed to sail back to, like, the continent with. And the other ship where it was supposed to, like, get shipped out to a different place, I think. Or a different part of the continent. Um, I think at some point in the next, like, 24 hours. Um, when this novella was taking place. And she was like, no, we're not doing this. So she ends up freeing the slaves that were in the ships. And she was like, okay, we're doing this. And so she and Sam end up saving... think like I said earlier about 200 plus slaves and she was then she got in trouble with Arabin when she got back and he was super super frustrated that like she decided to do this and lose a lot of money that he had I think either had paid or he expected out of the deal I think that was a combination of both and he was like dude what the heck and he did some stuff that he did some stuff that wasn't cool. Um, I'm not going to go into detail, but it was just some stuff that, it was EO. So, we're not the biggest fan of Airbun, okay? We don't like him. But, um, so, Airbun ends up, like, because he got super mad at, um, oh my gosh, Selena because of her behavior on this contract, that he ends up sending her to the freaking desert, okay? she He freaking sends her to the desert. To get to know this guy um, who is, like, I think called, like, the Red Master. Who is, or, like, the Silent Master. Something along those lines where he is known for not speaking. And he has his own, like, Assassin's Guild. And he, and her goal from going here is to get a letter of, like, respect or something like that. Or a letter of, like, approval or a letter of success. Success or something like that. And she, uh, by the end of the second novella, which is, like, where she goes to the desert and comes back, she gets the seal of, like, approval or something like that uh, from the Red Master, and she is like, okay, perfect. And she also be befriends a girl named Ansel, and later learns that she was someone who intentionally wanted to... Kill the red master, um, and was someone that the red master knew would betray him. And then, um, essentially Ansel runs away, um, and Selena gets the like letter of approval or whatever, and then she ends up going back to like a writ fold or wherever she like her place is, um. Uh, and she goes back to her like goes back to Arabin and is like here's the seal, like, um, gotta gada and then he is like, Okay, fine, whatever, like cool. Like and then she uh ends up um uh, moving out of the house that Arabin has for all her his assassins and stuff, where she Ends up moving to this other place with sam and sam and her become romantic and she decides to um take on the like these two criminal um these two like crime lords and so she ends up trying to kill both of them and she ends up all right so she ends up try- like okay let me let me back up because y'all are probably like, Grace, what the heck are you talking about? So, when... I also f- realized I forgot a part of, like, one of the novellas. But I'm going to talk about the Prime Lords and then go back to the other novella. So, she... Uh, so, Selina um, comes back to, like, the city. And she talks to everyone. And gives him the seal of, like, confirmation or whatever. And is like, here is the letter of confirmation from the Red Master. Like, I'm fine. And she also got gets a lot of mon- money from him. And she is like, here, I can pay off my debt as well as paying off Sam's. Um, and she uh, also... Oh, she also does other contract. Okay, before she does the crime lord contract, she does other contract for Arabin where she, um, learns that the guy that, like, she thought she had killed was actually the guy that she shouldn't have killed, and that, like, she got set into a trap, really. Um, and the person that she should have killed was the ex-wife, not the guy, because the guy was actually someone who wanted to, um, help, free slaves instead of doing anything, like, to, like, he didn't want to do any of the slave trade business. He wanted to help the slaves, and she realized after she killed him, like, oh, oh, trust Bob, this guy is, was one of the good ones, and then later, I'm, she, um, She's like, okay, cool. So she ends up I think having the conversation with Araban about the money and being like okay, I like here's all the money and stuff. So she moves out after that um contract with the with Araben and it was like, I'm moving out, like I'm not going to have this. like I don't want to be in the same place as you and all of this jazz. So she ends up moving out with Sam because like I said earlier they've become more romantic and uh Then Sam was like, um, I mean, uh, so he finds another contract where this contract is from this guy, or we don't know, um, who asks him to take out these two crime lords that are very terrifying and, like, just people you don't want to mess with, essentially. And even Erwin was like, dude, you don't against these guys like I would never go against these guys and essentially like they end up trying to do that so she Selena okay so Sam tries and kills the like second command of this crime Lord and ends up dying and then Selena learns that the dude tortured Sam pretty badly and then um, she ends up going into this trap that the second command made because she he knew that she was gonna come and like get revenge and she and which doesn't surprise me at all I'm like okay girl like anyway that okay I'm not gonna go on another tangent because that will be another like 10 minute tangent for you guys um and essentially like she um so she kills the like head crime lord but doesn't kill the second in command and he's like well, thanks for coming, like, now I can use you as my scapegoat and saying that you were responsible for killing this head guy that I've been wanting to kill for a very long time because I've been wanting to be the head guy in this entire, like, crime scheme thing in the city. And so he was like, okay, now I can use you as the scapegoat. And she ends up going to prison, slash going to trial or something like that. And then she has to be taken to, like, the kingdom where the king is. And she gets, um, like, charged to going to the specific city, um, where it's known for being, like, a slave city. Uh, it is... I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head currently, but it's the specific spot where... Um, no one, like, you do not want to go there because it is known for, um, the, like, it is the place where multiple, like, it is, like, the slave city. Oh, it's called Endovir. Endovir. If someone knows how to, like, pronounce this, I'm going to spell it E-N-D-O-V-I-E-R. If any of you guys know how to pronounce that, please let me know. Um, so she goes to Endovir and which is a punishment because that's where all, like, there's mines there. So it's a place where they have a lot of the slaves go to to mine and get all this, like, I think specific salt um because it's in the mountains and stuff. And she goes there, and it's a punishment because most people die in the span of, like, a month, like, in the first month. And she's like, okay, fine, whatever, like, I'll deal with that. And also to go back to... This other novella that I accidentally skipped over earlier. Um, there was one novella that was after she um, gets back from, like, to the city from Skulls Bay. And then, like, and it's, like, a city where she has to travel through to get to the desert. And she meets this girl who she learns is a healer, or used to be a healer, but not anymore. Because, like I said earlier, like, magic just freaking vanished because of the king. And so essentially, like, she has to, like, she helps the healer um, be able to, like, leave and go to this specific academy that she wants to go to where they'll help and train healers and various people, I think, in general. And Selena helps this healer and is like, go. Like, why are you stuck here where this is not where your purpose is meant to be? Like, this you deserve better type of thing. And so Selena like encourages her to leave the inn and go somewhere where she deserves to be because of who she is and um everything. And so that was also the other little novella that I forgot to mention earlier. So that is essentially like the gist of what this book is about. Um uh, I thought it was good. I mean, I think like the general idea of the world I really like. I think my biggest issue so far with this book is, I think, the repetition and phrasing and how egotistical Selena is, um, because there were a lot of times where she would, like, J. Mass would repeat certain phrases, and it was like, okay, girl, I get it. Like, can we change this up? Like, we don't need to read the same phrase over and over again um so I think that was my biggest thing with this book was just the um like repetition in phrases and I think also like Selena came off as being quite egotistical and someone who like kept being like oh yeah like I'm the prodigy like I'm the best of the best and it's like I get it like I, and it's one of those things where I'm like okay like I understand that she's 16, 17 years old, and I, like, if you know you're good at something, I feel like you would probably, um, talk about it and say, like, yeah, I'm, like, freaking great at this. So I get it, but it was a little bit frustrating because I, like, once you hear it, like, the first, like, two or three times, it's kind of like, okay, I get it that you're good, but there's other ways of showing that and other ways of explaining it than specifically saying oh yeah i'm good and thinking i'm good if that makes sense so that was i think my biggest thing with this book was just the i think phrases as well as the consistent like reminder how egotistical selena was and how much she thought like how good she was like how great she was and i also didn't like the relationship between arabin and selena in general just because it kind of like gave me a really weird like attachment vibes like she so everyone rescued her i think like when she was eight or nine um i think she became like an orphan when the king came through and destroyed like her home and stuff i think from my understanding like she what became an orphan he came and rescued her and was like trained her and all that stuff and i think like we learn- Okay, also, spoiler alert. If you don't want this, then, like, stop here or skip this part. But, spoiler alert. So, essentially, we learn that- th- Like, okay. So, we learn that Selena has to take this ship to get to, like, the place where, like, the king is or the trials or whatever. And there is a scene in the end, at the end of the book that, like, the crime lord dude and Urban have a conversation. And literally, like, I think from my understanding- Arabin is the freaking reason why Selena got, oh my gosh, was in the, like, in the trap. Like, she was the reason that, like, it happened. Like, air. like, I mean, I mean okay, hold up. Let me, I just realized I phrased that wrong. Arabin is the reason that Selena, like, got into the trap. Like, he, I think, was, like, the one who created it because, like, Oh my gosh. And I was like, dude, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I knew I didn't like him from the beginning because I just don't like his personality. And I was like, okay, dude, you're just not cool and we don't like you. But yeah, essentially, I really did not like him. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, not surprising. And also, Sam's death didn't really surprise me either. I was like, okay, this is not at all surprising to me that he passed as well. Um, But. Yeah, so I think those are my general issues slash opinions with with this book. I think I really like the, like, idea of the world. I think that's what's keeping me going at this point is just the world. Like, I think the world is really cool, and I want to see if the magic comes back. If it doesn't, I will be so frustrated because I want the magic. Like, I think the magic portion of it, like, was the reason why I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. Like, I want to, like, continue reading it. But, um, that's about it. And, oh, also, guys, okay, fun announcement. I, uh, have a new Instagram page, and I will, um, kind of, I will send updates, and kind of, I think I plan on doing, like, posting once a week and being like, hey, like, I have a new episode, um, and stuff like that, just... I think send me messages and stuff and being like, Hey, like I'd love for you to do this. Like also fair warning. I know I'm not great with social media, so please be patient. Um, I'm going to try and get in the hang of it. So I think I'm going to start doing like maybe like a post a week, like the day before or the day of being like, hi guys. Like today I am posting and discussing like X book. Um, so hopefully y'all go check that out. It's, The Instagram page is called Let's Talk Books 2023, all lowercase and no spaces. Um, I can repeat that again. It's Let's Talk Books 2023, um, lowercase, no spaces or anything. And definitely recommend go checking that out because I'll keep that um, posted as often as I can. And... I also think it'd be easier for you guys to be able to communicate with me instead via email. And also, just as a reminder, I do have an email called let's 96 at gmail.com. So please, please send me book recommendations, questions, um, like what's your favorite episode so far? Um, and yeah, that's about it. Just keep me keep me updated. I think the next book I'll be reading is Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Mass. And I just started it and it seems interesting. I like, hopefully it goes well. But anyway, I will talk to you all my next episode and I hope you all have a good rest of your day or night or whenever you're listening to this. So bye.